Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fun-filled episode of AMB Sports Media, the podcast. My name's AJ. And I am Bill. And let's get into the news. Bill, All what right. do you got for us? Oh my God, today in sports history. Wow. In nine, oops, sorry, 1898, Lizzie Arlington becomes the first woman to play professional men's baseball when she pitches ninth inning for the Reading Call Heavers against the Allentown Peanuts. Allows two hits and walks, a batter, but preserves the 5-0 and win. So, whoops. Oh, nice. Solid. <laughs> Didn't even let uh, up a run. Yeah, well Didn't even let up a run. <clears throat> ah, here's a good one. 1904, New York Giants' 18-game winning streak ends as Phillies win 6-5 in 10 innings at Huntington Park. Go, Phils. <clears throat> Go, Phils. We got some tennis going on. Wimbledon women's tennis. Aretha Chambers, we've heard that name before. Beats May Sutton. I'm pretty sure we heard that name before. 6-3-9-7 for her third of seven Wimbles, Wimbledon singles titles. And guess what? Wimbledon's women tennis again in 1907. American May Sutton avenges a previous year's defeat. Whoa. Defeating Doretha Chambers 6-1 and 6-4. Whoa! And uh, we're going to skip that part. And then we're going to go right now. <laughs> what the hell is this? 1914 MLB Boston Braves are 15 games back in the National League, go on to win the World Series 4-0 versus the Philadelphia A's. God damn it. I know. Sad, sad, sad. <clears throat> Some uh, birthdays in the sport, just pulling them up. Uh, Megan Rapone, the 38th birthday, women's soccer team, I believe. Yep, women's soccer. Yep. And then... Um, some older deaths, Elizabeth Ryan, which I have no idea. It looks like a tennis player. And Ted Williams also died in 2002. Um, oh, here we go. We got a wedding in this sport. Still. Wait a second. Ted Williams died in 2002? That he did. Holy shit. 1918 to 2002. Holy he, shit. He was an he old man. Yep. Weddings in the sport. 2014 American pop singer Jessica Simpson weds American NFL football player Eric Johnson in Montecito, California. Montecito. Otherwise, in July itself in sports history, the first U.S. Olympic Games comes to St. Louis in 1904. And that is it in today's sports history. Nice. We're going to follow right into our news regarding the Union. Oh, I do. I do want to. There is another uh, birthday oh, that, we didn't, that we didn't say, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease it now, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Is it gritty? It's not gritty. God damn it. Okay. It's also someone, it's also a generational talent. Yes. Is it the Philly Fanatic? No. Damn it. Okay. Anyway, um, Philadelphia Union, oh, excuse me. I'm still dying. We're going to find out on Friday what I have. Take your guesses in email form now at billandajmedia@gmail.com. All right. Um, or reach us at our, our Twitter <laughs> handle yes. at AB Sports Media. Tell yes. us what you think Bill has. Sweet, what my death will be. All right. By the way, it doesn't even sound like you're gonna make it through I'm this not. podcast. I'm struggling. Anyway, it's been a month. Figure it, it out. It's been a month. Um, Philadelphia unfortunately lost um, this weekend on July second <laughs> against Atlanta United two and zero. Unfortunately, when it comes to the standings, they were in third. Now they dropped down to fifth. They're currently 10 wins, 6 losses, and 4 draws with a total of 34 points. Tied with Orlando City for 6th as well. Mm -hmm. um, their next match is against LA Galaxy on July 8th at 10.30 p.m. LA Galaxy is doing some dog shit. Yeah, doing some... Where are they? 
Hang on. I was looking at the Western Eastern Conference. Ah, okay, Western Conference. Okay, they are doing some dog shit. They are currently four and nine, so hopefully Ew. they can get some points to bring it forward. Otherwise, AJ, back to you. What do you got? Back to me. I actually, I'm looking up uh, Inter Miami tickets because I kind of want to see. A lot. We're, we're just we're just gonna do the New York New York City one. Um, oh, not as bad as I thought. It's a, I mean, it's 206 for Section 124 Holy in Fort Lauderdale. Shiitake mushrooms. Um, that's just because of Messi. That, yes, it is. It's that's the Messi effect. Um, that's interesting, but. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of fun things happening in MLB, especially especially Baseball. if you're uh, a Phillies fan. Yes. Even if you're new, old, or, or you know. You're a Phillies fan. You know, Take it or leave mi- it. middle-aged. Um, the Phillies. Don't talk got- about my midlife crisis like that. <laughs> you're not there yet. <laughs> Depending on this. I mean, I'm about to say it. <laughs> you might have already went through it. Um, <laughs> so the Phillies are, are, are red hot, and they just got their 10th consecutive road game win Woo. behind NOLA. Um, who pitched an absolute gem. That, that he did. He went uh, pretty much seven innings with a career – well, he matched his, he career, matched his high career high 13, in 12 Ks. Was it 12? It was okay. 12. Uh, 13, 13. 13. Yeah, he needed 13. Okay, I read it wrong originally. Yep, so that's – Oh, they're playing right now. Yeah, they're playing right now top of the first, and Schwarber's is up to bat. So we'll see how, how he does. Against the Rays, who are a really good team. Uh, Schwarber just grounded out. That's fun. Um, yeah, they're 57-31. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it, it's just synonymous with Phillies teams that, like, when there's a bad team, they underperform. When it's a great team, they, they overperform. Yeah, they actually do good. So the Rays are a very good team. They were one of the hottest teams for a while and still pretty hot. Um, and they, they pretty much went up against uh, the old – Phillies alumni Zach Eflin, who who he pitched a pretty good game too. That he did. Um, I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but <laughs> my grandfather absolutely hates, despises when they they leave off uh, Schwarber, specifically because he thinks that a power hitter, I mean rightfully so, a power hitter should probably hit you know third third through fifth. Um, here it comes. Get ready. Get ready. He's coming down the stairs. Why is Schwarber? What do you mean? Why is he leading off? Because analytics. There you go. And there you have it, folks. Analytics, my ass. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the Phillies looks like a very strong team, Uh, even with a lackluster performance from players like Schwarber uh, and Trey Turner. They actually look really good. And uh, they they, they put it to the, the Tampa Bay Rays and looking to do it again. But someone who's been extremely hot recently and has finally gotten the recognition he deserves from his revenge tour, Nick Castellanos is an all-star. Bill, what do you think of that? I think he's an all-star. Fantastic. I know. <laughs> I'm giving you as much energy, energy as you give me during UFC. What's that? Nothing. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, Nick Castellanos has been popping off. He's lead leaders in, in uh, average and, and hits and all that fun stuff. Right up there with uh, Bryson Stott. So, let oh there you go. You got a little stream uh, going. Yes, I do. Thank you, YouTube TV. Thank you, Mikey. Yeah, thank you, Mikey. Good trade off. Um, trade off. But yeah, so I'm really excited for him. Bryce Harper. Funny enough, with everything that he's done for us, he's not officially played in an All Star game as a Philly. That's true. So looking for that to be the first one too. So he didn't we'll mess have... up yesterday though. He did. He yeah. did. When that one, I. I think it was eighth inning or ninth inning, uh, maybe seventh. I can't remember. He <laughs> oh Jesus, he hit a, uh, a rocket out to the out right side of the outfield center left. If anything, 
it wasn't, it bounced off the wall. Schwar I think it was, somebody ran in, I think it was Schwarber. Probably. Um, and uh, Harper stayed on first. Because he watched it, thought it was going out, and then just jogged it off because he thought it was going to get caught. Yeah. He, he took too long to delay there. It's two outs. You got to keep moving. I'm not mad at him because it didn't matter. A win's a win, and the next person up struck out anyway, so it wouldn't have changed anything. But you never know because you, you put you put pressure on the bases and like yeah. things happen. But I mean, he's normally a guy that runs it out. Um, and it pisses me off when people don't run out the. That even if it's a pop-up, you don't know, because you never yeah. know. No, I get Friggin it. Freddie Freeman in the, the preseason, he was actually mic'd up during the preseason game because Chipper Jones was on – this is when he was yeah. on the, the Braves. And uh, it was he was on first base, and it was literally a bloop right behind shortstop. But all you heard is, up. Oh, it's, it's windy, it's windy. And he sprinted all the way from first to home because he knew it was windy. Mm -hmm. It was two outs, too, so he was going. And he was hustling hard. No. So, like, you never know what's going to happen, especially in baseball. But – um, going back on on a better note, actually, because Tywan Walker is pitching today, and he's been everything we wanted in the starting yeah. uh, nah, starting pitching well. rotation. So, a little fun fact: he's actually tied for sixth place in the league for uh, wins at nine. Oh wow! Can you guess who he's tied with? Bartolo Colon. No. Damn it! Bartolo Colon's retired, my dude. I know. But I just wanted to say. No, Zach Eflin. Really? Yeah. He's, okay. He's tied with Zach Eflin. So. Uh, Aaron Nola is so like obviously all the the, the ties kind of bring down like records yeah or um yeah just kind of like position ranking um, because Aaron Nola's only one behind him he's at eight wins yeah. uh, but he's they're all tied for twelfth so he's definitely improved since his first nine starts yeah his first one nine from three to two to eight and one yeah his first nine starts were were really <laughs> rough looking but they uh were. but yeah so that was really cool to, to see because I was looking up stats from. Uh, for another guy who we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about in a second. But another addition that we had to our uh, pitching rotation, who was a reliever, Craig Kimbrell yes. looked like prime Craig he Kimbrell. He looked good yesterday. He uh, Through the whole yeah. the whole month of June, he's been fantastic. And it shows because he won National League uh, Reliever of the Month. And the stats in the, in, in the month of June was he's 2-0 with a .69 ERA. Holy shit. And he was 5-for-5 five five in save opportunities, which is absolutely fucking Bonkers. nuts. Nuts. But another pitcher, he's not on the Phillies, but he's generational talent, and it's his birthday today, Shohei Otani. Ah, is, can, you guess, okay. can you guess how old he is? 20. I want you to genuinely take a guess here. 23. I want you to genuinely take a guess. 25. No. How old is he? That was three strikes you're out. He's 29. Oh, God. He's older than us. He, he won, well, you one year. Yeah, I know. Me two, two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just remember, though, look where he's at and look where we're at. We're in I, your mom's basement. Exactly. And he's playing professional, uh, professional baseball. And he's the best player in all of baseball. Yeah, he is. Probably the best player in the whole history of baseball. Yeah, no, that's absolutely accurate. He's a hell of a player. He's he's a general. He's literally like what Babe Ruth would be in this environment yeah. if Babe Ruth was not a cigar dr drinking fat guy that dropped bombs. Yeah. Now this guy's actually physically fit and, and drops, drops bombs. <laughs> but uh, Otani through eighty eight games, he has thirty one home runs Jesus. and one hundred and thirty two strikeouts. That's so many. That is number one in the whole league for home runs. And number three in the whole league for strikeouts. Jesus. That's friggin' nuts. To give you a comparison, um, Aaron Judge 
won the home run uh, title last year with, I think it was like 62 or something. Like, uh, I yeah. forget the exact number. Um, Otani is pacing to beat that by like four. Jesus. Which is nuts to me. But, yeah, and, and looking to kind of bring that into uh, the All-Star break because we got All-Star game is uh, next Tuesday. Okay. So, but what is that? So, next Tuesday would be uh, July uh, 11th. There's no sports going on then. Next week? Yeah, isn't it during the All-Star break there's no sports events really going on? Not really, but, well, you know, we'll find something. We'll make something work. We'll find something. Maybe if somebody sends an email. Sends an email. It'll help us out. Or tweets at us. That would be fantastic. Yeah, and remember, BillAndAJMedia at gmail.com. And Twitter at ABSportsMedia. Do it. Um, Kind of taking a little bit of a pivot in in fun news to a little sad news. Oh, sorry. Mike (laughs) Trey. No, just... Mike Trout is out. Uh, he is on the 10-day IL ah. with a fractured uh, haymate, which is in the wrist. Um, pretty much, if you were like, if you were to hold a bat, and pretty much right oh, here, right, right, right in there, like pretty much right at the bottom part of your wrist, in the middle, uh, he he fractured that mm. just on a swing. It, if you look it up online, it looks like nothing crazy happened. It's just sometimes a lot of the pre- especially that much pressure getting like put into yeah. the swing put if like wearing and wear and tear throughout the whole season nah, fractured hurt. it yeah. so nah, I get it. there's no timetable for his return which is but i mean honestly going into all-star break couldn't have been a, a better time to unfortunately fracture your hand but yeah, i agree at least you get a, a full full week or so yeah um and then sticking on a very very sad news the sixers look to be running it back mm. with <laughs> tobias harris james harden and Embiid. i don't like, God li- damn it. like, listen, I, I have a lot of conflicting feelings. But like, Tobias Harris, I kind of want to trade it hard enough after hearing, like, just he just seems in and out, and I don't want someone who's in and out. Like, I want him to be fully committed, and yeah. if he's not fully committed, then like, I don't want him. And honestly, Embiid, I want to stay. So it's like, it's, it's, it's annoying to see this because we literally have seen this exact team. Go out of the second round playoffs. Say, where have we twice. seen this before? We're gonna yeah. see it again. The only difference is now we actually have a coach that draws up plays. But like, do, can I genuinely trust that they're going to get out of the second round? I can't. So no. like, this is really a, a uh, setting. Right. Although, good good thing is that a lot of trade talks have been happening, like with the Sixers and stuff yeah. like that. And they said Maxi untouchable. You cannot. You, they are not trading. I was gonna say if they were gonna try to take Maxi, mm-hmm. I would start fighting. Which I think was the um, uh, the Trailblazers for yeah. game. I think they were trying to get Maxi, and that we were like, no. So I, don't, I think that probably fell apart. Okay. So that's probably why we're running it back again. But like, man, do not get rid of that. Do not yeah, get rid of him. Please don't he get is, rid of Maxi. He is going to be so freaking good, so freaking good. But uh, yeah, that's all the 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 fun, normal and sad news I have. Nothing really has been happening in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, NHL, a decent amount of stuffs happened with the Flyers, but we yeah, already, already we already covered that. Um. And I, yeah, because like their season, their season pretty much ended. So, yeah. so they're just doing what they got to do. Yeah, NHL and uh, NHL and the NFL kind of uh, yeah. being very quiet. Pretty recently. slow today. Otherwise, we're gonna get right into Zoom mode and go into the Austrian Grand Prix that happened over this weekend on July second at nine o'clock this morning. Nine o'clock that morning. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, guess what happened? What? Guess who won? Who? First happened. Go, oh my God, you're a fucking genius. Crazy. What else is new? I will give uh, Sergio Perez some big credit, though. Yeah. He actually started in 15th and came back to third. 
Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's actually really good. That's real good. For Sappin first, Leclerc second, Perez third, Lando Norris in fourth. Oh, would you look at that? that? Would you look at that? Way to go, McLaren. You're doing something for once. Alonzo in fifth, still got to represent. And then some other people after that don't really care. Did Haas score any points? No, they did not. What a shame. Anyway, I just want to show you the balls and and cockiness that Max Verstappen has. This race was 71 laps. Max, by lap 69, nice, was currently up 23 seconds on the neck on Leclerc. That's yeah. how much of a gap he had. 23 yeah. seconds. <clears throat> you gain one extra point if you get the fastest lap in a race, which was at the time secured by Sergio Perez. Okay. Max gets on the radio while driving and says, I want the fastest lap. Let's box the car. Two laps left, 23 second gap. They're like, why? We're good. No. No, I want to do it. Let's box. No, no, this is not a good idea. No, we're going to box. Start it, start it up. Pulls in, gets new tires, gets the lap da- or the gap down to three seconds, and hauls ass and gets the fastest lap. That's actually really funny. So he got all the fucking points. <laughs> and this guy, I just want to show you. So... That's a killer right yeah, there. Yeah, that was just him just basically saying... That's uh, him saying, I'm not giving my opponent any reprieve. I'm taking everything. Opponent and teammate. That's the only upsetting part. That Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but it is what it is. It's When it comes to racing, dog eat dog. Here's the thing. When it comes to the Drivers' um, Championship, there is only a few more races left anyway. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the points, Max has 229. Sergio, his teammate, the next closest is 148. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a battle for second because the one after that is Fernando Alonso. Verste- Verste- that's it. I feel like Verstappen has only gotten more dominant as he, he has. has gone. It's him and the car. That Red Bull machine is a fucking force of nature. As you saw, even with Verstappen, yeah, he held the lead for t- over 20 seconds. Yeah. Sergio was able to take that car and push it through 12 other people to get back to third. Push it to the limit. I know he's been struggling with um, uh, qualifying, but he's really picking himself up when it comes to race day itself. That's good. Otherwise, that is it with Formula One. And now uh, we're going to go over this weekend's event for UFC, and this is a big one. It's a doozy. It is UFC 290. I think this is the start of International Fight Week, too. July 8th at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which will be at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. You have the UFC 290, Alexander Volkanov. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Bill. (laughs) Figure it out. Hang on. (laughs) Get that on video. It's not video. It's audio. Get that on audio. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Yair Yair Rodriguez. My bad. Uh, with the co-main being Brandon Moreno versus Alexandre, Alexandra, Pantoja. Uh, I forget how to spell to say his last name. So it's Alex. Meanwhile, this card is stacked, stacked. with a few questionable ones that I'll look into later. But um, otherwise, though, a lot of a uh, lot of fighters around the world. It's not just you know United States fighting. You got people from Argentina, Australia, Mexico, South Africa, Poland, Brazil, Brazil. Japan, Mexico again. But I'm not going to really focus on the early prelims. I got nothing really going on with that. I'm going to start with the prelims because there's some big names on there and some fights that I don't give a crap about. 
But most importantly, the one that I don't give a crap about that already happened once, and we're going to see it again for no reason. Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Minefield. Basically, this was a fight that happened a couple months ago, and it was called early due to a, I think, head clash. Um, and they decided to just say, run it back. Run it back. Um, Jimmy Crute's ranked 14th. Alonzo Minefield is an unranked, so this is his chance again to get into the ranks. We'll see what happens. I still am not sure how it's going to go. Um, both are very powerful strikers. I know Jimmy Crute's on a losing streak, so we'll see. Um, moving on from that, another big one in the welterweight division, Jack Della Maddalena versus Josiah Harrell, which I think is going to be uh, his uh, first time fighting in the UFC, so he's going to be doing some dumb crap fighting this guy. Jack Della Maddalena is also from Australia, killing it right now, ranked 14th in the welterweight division. Uh, he's currently on a hot streak, so we're going to see him continue flying up. Here's where I'm a little mad. Uh-oh, why? Welterweight fight. Nico Price versus Robbie Lawler. Now, to my veteran fans, all, like, one of you. One um, of you? <laughs> yeah. Robbie Lawler is a household name. He is a beast. He is a destroyer. He has fought everybody and their mother, and in every fight he's in, is an absolute war. This is also going to be his retirement fight because the man is old. He is currently 41 years old. He is a former UFC welterweight champion, former elite XC middleweight champion, formerly competed in Strike Force Pride and the IFL. He is aggressive no matter what goes on, and we will miss him and his style of fighting every day. Um, Honest to God, I know he's he's technically on a one-fight loss streak, but his only other win was Nick Diaz, so uh, eh, we don't talk about that <laughs> one that much. I'd still, even though Robbie Lawler's plus 220, I would still take him anyway. I'd take the odds for the veteran. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully he takes the win. Here's where I think it should be switched out. I think he should take the middleweight bout off uh, the main event, main card, for Bo Nickel versus Val Woodburn. Reason why, Val Woodburn is a very, very quick replacement against who was supposed to be Treshawn Gore, who unfortunately got injured before the fight could happen. So, Bo Nickel, who is a rising middleweight, is going to just basically get like kind of a walk in the park. Yeah. Honest to God, nothing against Bo. I would rather Robbie Lawler get onto the main card one last time, retire on the main card, call it a day. That would be... Ideal. I, that would be ideal, but the UFC cares more about money. Money. So it is what it is. UFC don't hate me. I love you guys still. <laughs> anyway, next up, we got the lightweight bouts, Dan Hooker versus Jalen Turner. But that's going to be a fight. That is going to be a very good back-and-forth technical fight. Lightweights are always a fucking dime piece of a show to see. Um, currently, Jalen's ranked 11. Dan Hooker's ranked 12. Dan Hooker was going on a downward spiral for a little bit when he lost to Islam Makhchev and then Arnold Allen, but then he pulled it back in November to win. He's currently 11. Oops, sorry. He's currently 22 and 12. He is still the hangman. He is still dangerous. I think he could still pull it out and take the win. Meanwhile, Jalen Turner is currently 14 and 6. 10 first-round finishes, so you know this is going to roll. Jalen Turner, though, is currently on a two-flight win streak. I actually don't know how this one went because it doesn't say, but we will look it up anyway. It looks like a no contest, so we're going to move on from that. 
So two fight win streak. Yay. Um, but yeah, I'll put my money on Dan Hooker right now. Why not? I believe it. Now the big three. These three are the v- biggest fights that you're going to have obviously on this card. <sighs> Number one of these big three. It's a middleweight bout, three rounds, ranked two, Robert Whitaker versus number five, Driscus Duplis. Uh, this is a very important fight. It really will shape the middleweight division from here on out. This is a title eliminator fight. Um, and the bitch, when it comes to the middleweight division, is Israel Adesanya has currently fought Everyone in the top five, minus Driscus Duplice. The only reason why Driscus is now in the top five, I think that was because Paulo Costa is unhappy with him. I don't know. I just see on the rankings he dropped. It is what it is. Either way, before he got moved up to rank five, that's the only person Israel could have fought because everyone else, uh, uh, Pereira, Whitaker, Cannoneer, Vittori, and Costa, those five have all defeated uh, have been defeated by Israel some twice as well. Mm, yeah, That includes Whitaker, who has lost to Israel twice as well. If Driscus does win, he will be guaranteed the next title shot against Izzy. Will that happen? Eh. Probably not. And the only reason why Whitaker, there's levels to the game. Whitaker is up there with Izzy as one of the highest elite fighters that there is. Yeah. I highly don't think Triscus can pull it off, but the man also recently, and I'm not using this as the reason, like as the uh, excuse, the man is currently on a seven-fight win streak. He's 19-2, and two, ten, eight wins by knockout, ten by submission, and he just got nasal surgery. Oh. So that's big. Apparently, it's huge. Well, yeah, because then then you actually breathe. So that's what I wanted to bring up. Apparently, he was only getting about 2% of his normal breathing capacity through his nose. 2%? 2%. Oh, my God. So now he can breathe. And basically, we'll see what happens. Do I think it's a possibility? I don't know. He's plus 10 in the odds, or plus 310 in the odds. Honest to God, I would take Driscus, Dan Hooker, and Robbie Lawler all for the money line and take the parlay mm-hmm. and see what happens. Otherwise, I would take Whitaker by knockout. But um, anyway, actually, no, Whitaker by decision. Sounds about more right. Sounds anyway, right. flyweight title bout. This co-main because my man can't get a main because the UFC hates flyweights. I know you do, Dana. Don't hate me, though, please. Um, we have Brandon Moreno, my favorite fighter, versus Alex Pantoa. 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 Pen- yes. Pantoa. I don't know. Yes. Anyway, Brandon Moreno, as you all know, has recently regained his belt for the second time against Davis and Figueroa because, you know, they had to have a four-fight streak go on. So we're going to see how that goes. The man is a nerd. He literally collects Pokemon cards has like watches anime. He is a straight weeb. Nerd. We love him. Nerd. He's a very kind man. He's a family man. Overall, love him. I can't say the same for Alex because I have no idea. But he's currently uh, Brandon is currently twenty one six and two. Alex is twenty five and five. I am not disrespecting Alex whatsoever though because Alex is a hell of a fighter. Eight wins by knockout, ten by sub, ten first round finishes. Like I said, 25 and 5. He is currently on a 
Looks like a three-fight win streak and killing it. He is an animal. And he's also known as the cannibal. How about that? What would you look at that? I want to say Brandon is the more technical fighter. I don't know. We will see. I believe these guys actually fought many years ago. So I'm going to double-check that real quick. But Brandon Moreno, the assassin baby, is currently 21-6-2, as I said. Five wins by knockout, 11 by sub, eight first-round finishes. Honestly, a submission could be very possible in this timeline. Uh, just because he's done it once, he could do it again. The man is smart. He is cocky in the uh, in the thing. And they did fight before. This is their second time coming. Who won and first? Alex won. Oh. So this may be a style um, style matchup where he can't get it. But style on him. Championship, man. Anything for the belt, you want to hold that. <laughs> Going on, everybody. Billy is dying. Cough break. Anyway. Last but not least, the featherweight title bout. The King, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Yair Rodriguez, the interim champ. we got to keep that in mind. There was an interim belt going on when Alex went up to fight Islam Machev. This will be a fantastic fight. And there's already a title eliminator ready to go in case that happens. Alex is currently... It's... Alex is Alex the Great. Can't forget that. He's 25-2, and two, 12 wins by knockout, 3 by sub, 7 first-round finishes. He is currently on a one-loss win streak, or one-loss streak, sorry, because he did take that fight up against Islam Machev. Didn't go so well. That does not stop anything. You're going up a weight class to fight one of the greatest grapplers in the world. Held your own for 50, 25 minutes. Oh, God. He is a fucking beast. Um, overall, Alex is strong, smart. It's probably the best fight IQ I've ever seen. And will absolutely dominate you in any situation. Meanwhile, we have Yair El Pantera Rodriguez, who is 16-3. I know I got those R rolls. I can do that by cough at the same time. <laughs> Six wins by knockout, four by sub, five first-round finishes. Different style matchup for him. He's gonna. He goes for a lot of points, takedowns, uh, striking. He is currently on a, I think it's a two-fight win streak. I don't know if he won against Holloway, but we shall see. Um, either way, this is going to be a banger of a fight. I'm very excited to watch this as well. I'm excited to watch this entire card, and I'll be down the shore an entire time watching <laughs> it too. But that, thankfully, I will have my handy-dandy computer to watch. There you go. Yep. Otherwise... That's all I have on UFC. Just going to a live score. It is still at the bottom of the first. Jesus. No, 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 no. You got you to gotta hit live. Oh. Hit live. Because a lot has happened. <clears throat> I'm hitting live. I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Oh, did he hit it? Did he get a single? Hit? Oh, my God. Nice. It's two all right. It's 2-2. Two -two. So, 2-2. Two -two Marsh swung way too high on that. A little bloop. Oh, nah, not a little bloop. Nah, That's a nah. deep one. He swung two up on that. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, but. Do we get at least a tag up? No. No, he. You know, you don't take up on that. Um, yeah, so it's 2-2 two -two for the Phillies against Tampa Bay. But I do want to bring up a, a, a national legend. <clears throat> so, the hot dog eating contest happened Joey yesterday. Chestnut, baby! Joey the Jaws Chestnut, who is an absolute living legend. So, the, the, the hot dog competition was supposed to happen on 4th of July, which was yesterday. Yep. And <clears throat> there was lightning delays, lightning yep. delays, lightning delays. And they were thinking about canceling it, right? 
Yep. Joey Chestnut walked out. You saw all the fans were still out there ready to go, like regardless of what, what the weather was. He walked out there, and he was walking pretty much to the podium, and they were like, Joey Chestnut, what are you doing? He's like, listen, like they, they want to cancel it, but I'm going to get all the guys out, out here, and exact words, we're going to fucking do this thing. So this man held off <laughs> he held off a rain delay not even delay cancellation of the hot dog uh, contest and then showed up to eat 62 fucking hot dogs 62 and the next closest one was in the 40s yeah like there, it would that, that man knows how to eat a glizzy he has won 16 out of the 19 times he's been yep. in that competition that man scares me with an open stomach i looked up his uh his net worth right oh i'm actually curious about this uh, so this was six hours ago from the Washington Post. Can you tell from uh, last year? How much do you think he made? I want to say honestly, fifty grand. I don't want to say a lot. Add a zero. Five hundred thousand, really? He made five hundred thousand dollars more. He earned more than five hundred thousand dollars last year as a competitive eater, and his net worth exceeds four million. I was having this conversation at Brewers the other day. So at what point in your life do you go, I want to dedicate myself to this and become the best at it? Like what, what, what situation? I need a 30 for 30 from Joey the Jaws. Yeah, we need, we will get a 30 for 30. I need to understand, was it just like he was eating hot dogs and he's like, wow, I could be really good at this. And then just became the greatest hot dog eater this nation has ever seen. Like, I don't, I don't, I really don't get what the thought process is and how you even get to that. Like, how do you even train? Um, you eat. Thank you. <laughs> you, you know, I'm not even kidding. You have to train your jaw. Yeah. And then you also have to train to let your stomach expand. Because huh. if you don't let your stomach expand, you'll puke. So what they're training is probably a mix of jaw training, like literally having weights or something, chewing, and then... Probably, like, either drinking a shit ton of water to expand the stomach. Eating grapes. Eating grapes, maybe. I don't know. But they have to expand the stomach. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so. I'm rubbing off on you. Just like we did last week. Yeah, you are, pretty much. And it's, it's a scary thing, because you're, you're already past your uh, midlife crisis there, Bill. Um, like we did last week last time we we went through the eagle schedule and we kind of went down and we're determining oh, yeah, all right what half. yeah what were we so we stopped at the bye week which was week 10 what what, what was what was yours bill you were uh, yeah i don't know i think seven and two i think seven and two and i think i was eight and one yeah um going into the bye week so Correct. um we have the chiefs <laughs> this is gonna piss me the fuck off because it's it's at the chiefs ow and it's um, an E15 game, so it's a night game. I <clears throat> I think it'll be a shootout again, but like objectively, it's hard to go into that in the Arrowhead Stadium and yeah. beat Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. So nah, I, get I, th- it. I think that'll be a loss there. But I think yeah. I think it'll be like 35, 32 type. Yeah, loss. I'll be close. Um, then we go. We actually come back home for the next two stints, and we have the Bills. We have the Bills. Um, at home, and then the 49ers at home. So for the Bills, who do you think are winning there? Um, I say we take the – I say we're going to win the Bills game. The 49ers has always been a tough game for us. Yeah. I say I say we will. We win the Bills game too. I actually think the Bills kind of take a step back this year. Really? 
Um, yeah, they drafted a, a tight end. They didn't really need one. Uh, they could have used it more on defense and stuff like that. Uh, but we'll see. I, I mean, they got Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. They, they got some solid players behind them. So you, you okay. never know with the Bills. But I yeah. still think that we take this because it's a home game. Fair enough. I think that's going to be a 28-24 game. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a slugfest than we think. Um, first is the 49ers. I think we take this one again. I think, I think it'll be like the Vikings. I think it'll be just an absolute shit stomp, and I'm excited for it. Wait, the Vikings? Not the Vikings. No, it like the Vikings. Like the Vikings. Yeah, like the okay. Vikings of last year. Yeah. They came in, and we absolutely shit stomped them. Fair. The 49ers are going to come in, acting all yeah, high and mighty they're again. They're going to try to come in, and we're going to say And we're going to shit stomp them again, because Hassan Reddick is going to just demolish yeah. them. And we're a stronger team than last year. Yep, that's fair. Okay. I got um, <clears throat> At the Cowboys, again, this is, this is another 50-50 um, nah, I think we take it. I think we take it too. I mean, Cowboys are losing Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, and Dak is Dak. But yeah. that this it's Eagles Cowboys. Anything can happen. I but want, I think I think it'll be a. Uh, I want another Dak mess up where he like screws <clears> up <throat> in the one fourth quarter to get like get out of playoffs. That would be funny. That would be priceless. That would be hysterical. I don't think it'll be like I think a, another twenty eight twenty four win. Probably. Um, I think it's close. At the Seahawks, I think we lose this one. I could say it. I think we lose this one. For some reason, Seahawks have a number, and especially going into the 12th man, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And they're a, they're a pretty decent team, too. So I expect them to make playoffs and make a, a decent run. So I think that's a loss there. So that's that's already two losses on the board because that's just back half was rough. But that's the end of the, the worst of it. Yeah. Because now we got the Giants. Uh, at the Giants, and I th- or no, at home, and I think we win there. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Cardinals at home. We win that. Yeah, that's the Jonathan Gannon like just demolished game. Right. That's where we're just gonna pop off, and then at the Giants to uh, end the season, and I think we win there. So all in all, I think it's only what three losses to one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. 14 to 3, I think is our record. I think, okay. I think that's a good record. Yeah, that's a good record. I would um, take that. And then, based off of your predictions, Bill, what do you think? You were 7 and 2 the first seven half. 7 and 2, and then I said a loss to the 49ers mm-hmm. and the Seahawks. And the Chiefs, probably. And the Chiefs, probably. So add 3 to that. So So you're, you're 13 to. Wait, no. 12 to 6. 12 to yeah, 6. 12 to 6, yeah. Still a good record. Yeah. I right. take it. Right? Is that no? So it would be it would don't be fourteen to six. It would be thirteen to six. How would I only? Well, you're losing three more games. How did you only lose? Wait, I'm I'm bad at math. Yeah, you really it, are. We, well, we have to add up to seventeen. Correct. So fourteen to six doesn't add up to seventeen either, Bill. Oh Jesus, what was so that? Sorry, wrong word. Wrong word. <laughs> so that's a, a eleven to six then. Yes, eleven to six. All right. Not as. Oh, good. so you think we're taking a, a step back? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, th- this season really depends on how Jalen Hurts plays again because he was playing at the literal MVP caliber. Yeah. Um, and how the the whole of the team kind of meshes around because Jason Kelsey is, wouldn't have come back if he didn't think that they were going to make another run for the Super Bowl. I, th- I honestly think it might be another Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl. I would love that. Get our revenge. Jason Kelsey then retires out on top again. That would be fun. That's, that would be, yeah. That's a dream scenario, but, I mean, who knows? 
Um, you're looking up. You're I, looking I up. want to get your opinion on something because I've shown you this before. I think. On what? The Korean baseball organization's postseason bracket. That's 2020. I know, but look how it looks. That's the thing. I don't care about the actual. Team. So if you're if you're coming in, wait, that's so weird. Look at it though; it makes sense. Here's how wild it gets. If you are the top seed, mm-hmm. you go to the world. They're the Korean series. They're final. If you won, uh, you're the second seed. You were in the playoff. Okay. If you're the third seed, you're only in the semi-playoffs, as they put it. And then the wild card, which is four and five, so there's only five seeds in yeah. this case. They have to play each other, but the f- four seed gets a 1-0 start on a best-of-three series. Is it always best-of-three throughout? It is a best-of... Uh, no, it goes 3-5-7. Okay. So... The wild card game, the fifth seed has to fight hard yeah. to even get to the semi-playoffs, huh. where they'll play the three seed. If they win that best of three, they go to the best of five against the two seed. So the number one seed sits there and watches each team play. They get to analyze everything going on and what's happening. Meanwhile, the other teams are going to get a little more tired, a little bit more out of it. But the comeback story of beating three Four different teams just to win the whole thing is impressive. That's because at the same time, the the first seed kind of get a little rusty too. Yeah, they, I mean if they're not practicing, yeah. Yeah. So I know this wouldn't work for you know MLB because there's too many teams. Yeah. But if we if you could implement that though, would you? Is the question. The storyline would be fantastic, and this is that kind of happens with just traditional baseball in it does. general. I mean, it happened with the Phillies last year with the World Series. No, really? I'm, I'm saying, like, below collegiate level, like summer yeah. ball and stuff like that. That, yeah. that, that kind of happens already. I'd say no. No. Really? I'd say no. i say um, the only thing I would change is make the wild card round again just a one and done. Because those were, those, were, those were so fun. Like, when um, – when the Blue Jays were, were kind of like doing pretty yeah. well and they came in and they faced, I think it was the Rangers they actually faced. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a wild card, one and done. Like that that yeah. atmosphere is so fun. Okay. I think keep the wild card round, one and done. And then honestly, the rest of the time, you're good. To yeah. Let everyone play. And again, keep in mind, this is with a, you know, a smaller country with smaller amount of teams. So. Yeah, exactly. But I could see that being implemented in certain events where you have smaller amounts of teams. Honestly, even using it for fucking cricket. Ooh, that's a good point. I think cricket should definitely implement cricket that. Cricket could possibly implement that because I don't know how the games go. I know the games take a while. They could just be best of two or best or best of one, mm-hmm. but have it set up like that to where the wherever you seed, you are at the top. Yeah. Or playoff or semi playoff or whatever. But I think that would be a good idea for but like up and coming leagues mm-hmm. that play best of three, five, or seven games. I don't know if cricket does, but again, it was just an idea. I like that a lot. I actually think that um, they should implement that into LCS. They could do that with LCS. I think that would be a very good I thing. I think that would be a good way to have it because, yeah, you could do best three, five, and seven. Because that's not – LCS isn't necessarily fatigue either. Like no. That, like, so that, that's more just it's like – just That's tilt. just more of a – yeah, that's more of a fun story to go on. But. I agree, yeah. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much all we have for you. Uh, next week is going to be a little rough just because you yeah, had the All-Star, All-Star game and – as we, we said in, in the previous podcast, the All-Star game is the only time where there is no sports going on outside of the, the, the All-Star like games and everything like that. 
So we'll have the home run derby. We'll have all-star game and everything. But I'm sure we'll, we'll figure something else out, especially when it comes to, like, UFC. Uh, There's Formula, UFC. Yeah, Formula One. There, there'll still be stuff to talk about. Yeah. So make sure you tune into uh, to next week's episode. And once again, please, 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 please email us at – at our email, BillAndAJMedia at gmail.com, or our Twitter handle, at ABSportsMedia. Once again, my name's AJ. And I'm send a freaking email, Bill. That's an interesting name. Yes, um, and thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, adios. See you. Bon voyage. Okay, thank you. If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 53342 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.